0: Recorded live.
1: Testing, testing, testing. One, two. Can everyone out there hear us? Okay. Just making sure that everyone can hear us out there, ladies and gentlemen. When you're tuning in to the Bible Radio, to show you The Truth Hour here on P-O-E-T Radio. And today's lesson will be on questions. And answers, questions and answers, we've um, polled social media and we've gotten some questions that people um, wanted to know the answer to out there on social media. Also, if you have any questions out there, biblical questions, then you can press star 8 on your phone. Again, if you have any biblical questions, you can press star 8 on your phone or questions that, you know, that um, you want biblical answers for. You could press star Eight on your phone also as well, and so again, brothers and sisters, we've had questions that come in on um, blood transfusions. We have questions that come in come in about where did Cain get his wife from uh we have questions that come in in regards to um can angels um have babies with women. Of course, there's a verse that says in the Bible that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and that they were fair, and that they took upon themselves wives. So a lot of a lot of people have read that and asked the question: You know, can angels procre- procreate with uh, with er- earthly women? So we're going to discuss all those things on our show. Again, if you have a a question that you would like to be, um, to be addressed, and press star 8 on your phone. And uh, we'll address that question also as well on our show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to Brother Julius in one moment to do a reading of our psalm. Again, Brother Julius, to do a reading of our psalm and start our show, brothers and sisters. So I'm, I'm glad that you hung on with us and that you are, uh, that you are here with us on today's show. And I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Brother Julius at this time. Brother Julius.
2: afternoon sisters and brothers. And once again, welcome to another edition of the Truth Hour. We're sorry we missed you uh, last week, but we are back. And we have a, a a nice lineup for you tonight, question and answers. We already see some questions coming in. And as always, we're going to begin our lessons with the reading of our psalm. We're going to deal with psalm, excuse me, Uh, psalm 80. It says, give ear, O shepherd of Israel, that thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. Before Ephraim and
0: Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy
2: people? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Thou, thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt, thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest room before it, and did call it to take root, and it filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadow of it, and the bowls there were like the goodly, cedar trees, goodly cedars. She sent out her bowls unto the sea, and her branches unto the river. Why hast thou then broken down her hedges, so that all day which pass by the way do pluck her? The boar out of the wood shall waste it, and the wild beasts of the field do devour it. Return, we beseech thee, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven, and behold, and visit this vine, and the vineyard which thy right hand is planted, and the branch that thou made it strong for thyself. Sisters and brothers, that was 15 verses out of Psalm 80, and that was all about, the plight of Israel from the time that she came out of the wilderness until she went into captivity, and is still in captivity. And we will be in captivity until the Lord returns and saves us. I hope you enjoyed this psalm. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy words. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Black Ice.
3: testing testing one two I'm sorry brothers
0: and sisters Um, let me see just make sure you guys can hear us out there can you guys hear us
3: Chicago are you out there can you hear us I
0: know let me go to my man Joe let me see Joe can you hear us out there yeah I can hear I I can hear you good Okay, did we go blank for a minute? Yeah, it, 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 I, I don't know. It's been doing it for a while, so um, I can hear you now. Okay, good. So we got everything straight. Down, everything straight. Again, so we're dealing with biblical questions, questions and answers. If you have any Bible questions for those who want on the line, press star 8 on your phone. Ask that question. We'll answer it according to the word of God. Uh, we do have questions that have come in about um, circumcision and about Um, blood transfusions. Uh, My mom is
1: a Jehovah Witness, and it's been the belief and the practice of my mom and those who attend the Kingdom Hall that the Bible does not permit you to have blood transfusions according to the Word of God. As a result, many people have not taken them, and as a
0: result, some people have died. We're going to see if... we're We're not going to say that it's wrong, nor are we going to say that it's right. What we're going to do is go to the scripture and read where they get their information from, and then we're going to research to find out if the information that they received or how they interpret the information is correct. Again, I know that, of course, being a child of a Jehovah's Witness, finding out things that I did not know before, when I now that I'm spiritually mature, has somewhat, you know, locked a little bit of my spiritual core. So we're going to see um, if that's the case, brothers and sisters, about blood transfusion. Um, so we'll deal with that first. Hold your Bible questions um, until after we do this one. And then after we do this one, we'll go back to the lines and see if you have anything that you would like to ask the question of. And then we'll entertain your question also as well. So let's go ahead and go and get this thing started. We're going to go to the book of Acts, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to the book of Acts. Turn your Bibles to the book of Acts. We're dealing with blood transfusions now at the moment. The question is, are we or are we not permitted to have blood transfusions according to the word of God? We're going to go with Acts, brothers and sisters, the book of Acts. The Book of Acts, and we're going to pick this up at Acts the fifteenth chapter. 15 Acts the fifteenth chapter, brothers and sisters, we're going to go there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and this is where the Jehovah Witnesses get their information from in regards to blood transfusions. But first, brothers and sisters, as always, what we teach here on the Bible Radio Show is how to follow Scripture. Again. How to follow scripture. In order for you to follow scripture first, brothers and sisters, you have to develop a subject matter. In other words, what is the chapter talking about? What's the main subject that the chapter is trying to get across to the reader? So when we deal with Acts, the 15th chapter, and we'll start at the top, brothers and sisters, we should be able to establish what our subject matter is within the first or second or third verse, Brother Julius. Well, let's begin because, again, we're going to answer the question based upon the scripture, and what is the scripture really talking about? Acts 15, like I said, let's pick it up at verse 1. Acts 15 and 1, and it reads, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Let's stop right there. The first thing that we read about, brothers and sisters, in this chapter is talking about circumcision. Okay? I want you to hold that. We're going to go straight down to the verse that is used by those religious organizations who say that we cannot receive but transfusion. So let's go down to verse 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. Verse 5 and verse 18. We're gonna, okay, well, let's go to verse 18. Verse 18 because we're going to keep this up at verse 18 and look at what verse 18 is saying, Black Hey, Verse 18. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Now, yeah. When was the beginning, Black Ice? We don't know. But we know that what we have written, according to what we have written, it says, in the beginning, what? God, mm-hmm. and God said, and God spoke, and God did this, and God spoke unto Moses, and God spoke unto the prophets. So everything that he did, he has a written for our edification so that we wouldn't have to guess, black guys. Mm-hmm. So let's continue at verse 19. Come on, my brother. Verse 19, Acts 15 and 19. Acts 15 and 19. All of the God and all his works from the beginning uh-huh. of the world. Where my sentence is, and when it says my, brothers and sisters, we have to find out who this is. Yeah. Well we're going to go back. Well, we just want to jump here to show you the verses that are used for those who interpret the Bible and say that blood transfusions are not permissible. But who's speaking, Black guys? We'll tell them in a minute, Brother Julie. It says wherefore my sentence is, remember we're going to go back and reveal who the my is, that we, and the we is, that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. Oh, that, that we write unto them, that they abstain from pollutions of idols, what? and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. So, brothers and sisters, this is the verse that Jehovah Witnesses use, and that others use. In their teaching that we cannot have blood transfusions, it says, "I'll read it again." But then we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols yeah. and from fornication no, and from things strangled yeah. and from blood. So, what does it mean, stay away from blood? Well, brothers and sisters, we'll get to that in a moment, also. But now that we know the verses that are used. Mm-hmm. In Acts the 15th chapter. Let's go back to the beginning of Acts the fifteenth chapter. Hold on before we go back, it says, But that we, the apostles, this is James speaking, that they abstain from pollution of idols, don't thou shall have no other gods before me. That's idolatry. And from fornication, the word fornication is not in the Ten Commandment. That word was added later, but it's really thou shalt not commit adultery. And from things strangled and from blood. Watch this, Black Eyes, verse twenty one. Watch this. Verse twenty one. Uh-huh. For Moses of old time have in every city from them that preach him have in every city them that preach being read being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. For Moses of old time. What do you mean Moses of old time, Black Eyes? Really? Of old time have in every city them that preach him. What? His writings. That Christ gave him the right, being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. So, brothers and sisters, we got two things that we got to talk about now. We talk. We got to talk about what was in Moses's writings that they quoted from. Abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood since they mentioned Moses, we should be able to find out something about this blood situation in the writings of Moses, brothers and sisters, but we're going to deal with that in a minute. Now, let's go back up to the top. We read those things that we read that they talked about concerning the Gentiles, brothers and sisters. Uh Now, let's go back and establish the subject matter. Acts 15 and 1. And certain men which came down from Judea talked the brethren and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Where did this circumcision situation come from? I thought we, we were talking about blood transfusions. Verse 2. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no dissension and discussion with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. What question, Brother Julian? The question of, is it necessary for the Gentiles to be circumcised to be saved? That's what the whole subject matter is. So now we're establishing the subject matter. Should these Gentiles be required to be circumcised or not in order for them to be saved? Let's go ahead and continue. Let's go ahead and move on, brothers and sisters. We're going to go ahead and skip down to verse 6. Yes. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. What matter? Verse the five. matter of circumcision. Do you know? Verse 5. Verse 5. But yes. there arose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them. We're still talking about circumcision. Well, it's a command that God... Command them, and command them to keep the law of Moses. What? And that's what this is all about. The whole subject matter of Acts 15 is: Should the Gentiles be? Uh, is it necessary that the Gentiles be circumcised for them to be saved? And the answer is absolutely yes. But why? What does the law of Moses got to do with this? Because God made a covenant with Moses. Moses was an Israelite, other tribe of Levi. But let me show you that it was necessary. And the Pharisees were right on this part. They were right on this on this part. But the disciples came up with a decision. They said, But we write unto you that it's not necessary. And check this out, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and go to verse. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go to verse eight. Um, verse nine. Yeah. And it says. Um, let me read this. I want you to read where, where James, brothers and sisters. Okay. Verse 13. Acts 15 and 13. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, men and brethren, listen to me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. And after this, I will return and will build again a tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles, upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. What do you mean what my name is called? Because... In God's eyes, once you come up under His covenant, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female. There are only brethren and sisters in Christ. Sisters and brothers, understand what the scripture is saying. Verse 8, black watch this. Verse 8, yeah. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, yeah. giving them the Holy Ghost, even as He did unto us. Oh, yeah and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing come by the word of God, but how could you hear without well, a preacher or a teacher? That's why Jesus told that Samaritan woman, black eyes, woman, you worship, you know not what. She said, our fathers worship here. No, you worship, you don't know not what. The woman didn't know that she was a Gentile that was placed in Samaria by the uh, uh, Assyrians. But in her mind, she said, "How did you, being a Jew, come and say, with me, a Gentile? Because the Word of God was not given to the Gentiles at that time. So when Paul came along, the church was already fully established for so years before Paul came along. Sisters and brothers, the, the the original church was started in the wilderness in the in the, in the wilderness out of Egypt." out under the hands of Moses. We can read to you, that you in Acts the 7th chapter, but that's another, that's another time. So the whole Acts the 15th chapter has nothing to do with animal or blood transfusion. It has something to do with the circumcision of the Gentiles and keeping the commandments that if the Gentiles keep, the commandments, then all of us is upon the one Lord, one faith, one gospel, one baptism. But in order for the Gentiles to be saved, they got to do the same thing that Israel does do uh, to be saved, and that is to be circumcised. That is a commandment, uh, then, uh, in the commandment then, in the beginning, and of the, of the commandment now. We're going to show you when it was established. Let's go to, let's go to Genesis Before we go to Genesis, Brother Julian, Let's read verse 19, brothers and sisters. And again, James stood up to speak his piece. He said, wherefore, my sentence is. Now, this is James talking. Now, he didn't say God's sentence. He didn't say Jesus' sentence. He said, wherefore, my sentence is. This is his personal opinion. James speaking. Verse nineteen, wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. Oh are turned to God. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. Now this is all, brothers and sisters, covenants and commandments, brothers. It is Sisters, it is a commandment that you stay away from blood. But now let's see where that commandment is about blood, brothers and sisters. And then you have a better understanding of what he meant when he said stay away from blood, brothers and sisters. But in order to do that, we have to go back to Moses. His writings. And his writings, brothers and sisters. We have to go back to Moses and his writings and find out what he wrote about blood, brothers and sisters. Now, we can go to Leviticus, the 17th chapter. Let's go to, Genesis, let's go to, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to the beginning. Let's go to Genesis, the 7th chapter. Genesis, 7th chapter, and then we'll go to Leviticus and we'll read about these things. Genesis 7, brothers and sisters. Genesis 7, and let's read about this blood law. There is a law concerning blood, but we just have to find out where it is. Genesis 7, and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. A very clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens. What? The male and the female, not two by two, not every animal two by two, brothers and sisters. That's something that you call learning something on the way to learning something. I'll read it again. Uh-huh. Genesis 7 and 2. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female and of the beasts that are not clean by two, uh-huh. the male and his female. The male and his female. Go ahead. Of fowls also of the air by seven. We've got fowls in the air. Mm-hmm. A fowl is anything that flies. you got fowls that be on the ground. you got insects who are fowls. But these are the seven fowls of the air. Come on, black guys. By sevens, of fowls of the air also by sevens, the male and his female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. For yet seven days I will curse it to rain upon. I will cause it it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. So now, Noah obeyed God, and he was righteous in the eyes of God. Now let's go to Genesis chapter nine, black guys. Genesis chapter 9, brothers and sisters, we're going to find out this blood law that we just read about in Acts the chapter whom our brothers and sisters in the Jehovah Witness faith and others who teach no blood transfusion got that information from Acts 15 chapter. We're trying to see if they're correct and sane because it says stay away from blood, if that's what that means, or did Moses write it to mean something else? Let's go ahead and read. Where are you want to pick this up? Let's pick this up at verse one and skip. Verse one. Yeah. Genesis nine and one. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I Like the same thing He so told Adam in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, multiply, be fruitful and replenish the earth. Come on. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth yes. and upon every fowl of the air and yes. upon all that move upon the earth yes. and upon all the fishes of the sea into your hands are they delivered. Well, man is the supervisor of God's creation, both everything in the air, everything on the earth, everything under the earth, man is the supervisor. God put him in charge. But go ahead, I Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. But the flesh with the life thereof, Uh which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. Insects, sisters and brothers, don't have blood. He's talking flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. Come on, I finished it. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of every man, and at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whosoever shed of man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he him. Uh And you. Be ye fruitful and multiply and bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his son with him, saying, He says the verse 4, But the flesh with the light thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. I don't want you eating raw meat because it's bloody. I don't want your food to be rare because there is blood. Do not eat the blood. Let's continue. Let's go, Black Eyes. Let's go uh, uh, to to Leviticus, the 17th chapter, and read this. We're going to go to Leviticus, the 17th chapter, brothers and sisters. Now, we read in one place where Moses spoke about blood, brothers and sisters, and they said, uh, according to the book of Genesis, it was written by Moses not to eat the blood of, of any animal. Yes. Although the animal was for meat but not to eat the blood. We're going to start this off in um, chapter 17 of Leviticus. And we're going to start at verse 1. Verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying... Who's going to talk to This is the Lord speaking. Oh, yeah. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and unto all the children of Israel, saying to them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying... What man soever there be the house of Israel, that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, blood shall be imputed unto that man. He has shed blood. He has shed blood, yes. That man should be cut off. From among his people. Yeah. Go down. Skip all the way down to verse ten. For the sake of time, verse ten. Watch this, number so Leviticus seventeen and ten. Yes. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel oh. or of the strangers oh, that includes the Gentiles includes the Gentiles oh, yeah. that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that stone Wait a that eateth blood. Wait a Any man among you of your house Israel or the stranger that joined unto you who has a blood transfusion? It didn't say blood transfusion, Brother Julius. It It says says that... And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that surge on among you that eat blood, Boy, that I eat any matter of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eats blood. Yeah. And will cut him off from among his people. You cannot have your food medium where It is still bloody. That's why you go to the medical facilities. They say most of your diseases are blood-borne pathogens. That's why the first thing you do when you go to the doctor, they stick a needle in you and they find the vein and out comes the blood and they can tell by the blood what is wrong with you and what your diet is and how high your blood pressure is according to what you're eating. Mm God is a smart God, sisters and brothers. He do not change. He is not like us. Continue, Black eyes. Verse eleven. Yes. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, yes. and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Yes. But it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Because he told you when he said the Passover in in, uh, the 12th chapter of Exodus, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you because you are unclean. So I will look upon the blood as a sacrifice, sisters and brothers. The blood is said as an atonement. And we are passionate about it, sisters and brothers, because too much folly is being taught about uh, 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 blood transfusions. Why did the Lord give doctors and they can uh, draft the plasma out of the blood to save lives? You are sick and you dying. You need a liver transplant. You need uh, a, a heart transplant. But it's the blood that keeps that thing lubricated and it keeps the running and beating like ice because the life is in the blood. How do you prove it? Take a, 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 a sharp instrument and poke a person well, get Shot in the jugular or cut the vein, the main artery, the blood is going to rush out and the person will die because they have no life-giving blood.
1: Those who are listening, please do not try that at home.
0: (laughs) So, brothers and sisters, let's pick this up in verse 12. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, Uh no soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger Gentiles that sojourneth among you yes. eat blood. Yes. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, yes. he shall even pour out the blood thereof yes. and cover it with dust. Yes. For it is the life of all flesh. Right. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Yes. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, yes. you shall eat the blood of no matter of flesh. For the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. whoso uh-huh. eateth it shall be cut off. Oh, yeah, and every soul, that and e- every soul that eateth that which is died of itself, or that which was torn with beasts, yes. whether it be one of your own country or a stranger, yes. he shall both wash his clothes and bathe himself in water yes. and be unclean until the evening. Yes. Then shall he be clean. for uh, every that makes a new day. So, sisters and brothers, we learn two things here. We learn, number one, that you cannot eat the blood, or blood of any manner of beasts. The Lord will cut you off. He don't change then. He don't change now. Because he don't change. Because... Truth don't change. Then you learn about if you if something, you find something on the wall dead, or something that's already dead, or some animal that's eating it. You can't have it. You cannot eat the blood of it. It is unclean. One law for the stranger, one law for the homeborn. God is no respecting a person and neither should we. One law for the Jehovah Witnesses and any other religion that are going under these words that are written in this book called the Bible. Brothers and sisters, we've done our research. We've studied about the founder of the Jehovah Witness religion, Charles Chase Russell. We've learned, again, my mom is a Jehovah Witness, over 50 years, brothers and sisters. So, again, these things are not meant to bash the Jehovah Witness religion or any other religion that are teaching no blood transfusion. We want you to understand, especially if you're a, children, a child of a Jehovah Witness or this younger generation, you have to prove all things. Maybe it's something in the teaching that's incorrect, and it's upon your generation to correct it. And Acts 15, mm-hmm. when we read that James said that we teach them to not fornicate, so don't deal with things strangled and stay away from blood, brothers and sisters. We read to you the law on blood: that no one of the children of Israel family, which includes us who are taken um, by way of the slave trade in 1555, you are a, a child of you are a member of the children of Israel biologically, or Gentiles, which includes any Caucasians out of Europe or anyone on the European continent, brothers and sisters. Remember, Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, didn't go to Africa. He went to Europe where the Gentiles are. So no matter whether you're a Gentile, whether you are an Israelite, whether you are a Hamite, No matter what you are, according to the law of this book of the Bible that Moses wrote about in the book of Leviticus, when it says stay away from blood, it's talking about you cannot eat the blood of any animal, have nothing to do with blood transfusions. If Jesus shed his blood to save your life, then why can't you use your blood? to save a life as well. Wow. I'm going to stop right there, but this is for one moment. Is there anyone so far on the line that has any questions about what we just covered about the question of blood transfusions? on the line is so press star 8 on your line. If there's anyone on the line that have any questions about The blood transfusion question that we just covered, remember, the scripture that is used to say that you can't have blood transfusions amongst religions who preach that is found in Acts, the 15th chapter. The answer to what is it talking about when it mentions blood, you can find it in Leviticus, the 17th chapter. We're doing more than just preaching. We're teaching on this show so that you may be educated on the word of God, what it says, and where to find it at when you are looking for it. And what it actually means. Let's go ahead and unmute this caller right here who has their hand up. Misconception, you're on the line. Are you there?
3: I am here. Peace and love.
0: Misconception, we just covered blood transfusion, which was one of our questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, Was it clear? of the answer of that question that we covered, or do we need more
3: proof? We were very clear uh, on, on understanding that this is about the consumption of blood as a nutrient versus consuming blood in a life-saving manner, and that it is not to be taken in as a nutrient, but can be life-saving.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. We very clear. We,
0: We just wanted to make sure that we understood that we had it understood out there that the Bible strictly says that it cannot be eaten, brothers and sisters. You cannot have it as part of your meal when it comes to the consumption of animals. We're going to go one more place. We're going to go to Genesis. We're going to go to the book of Genesis. Let's go to Genesis the 17th chapter. Let's create out the, the top part. Genesis, oh, the chapter. Genesis 17 chapter, yes. brothers and sisters. We're going to breathe, and breathe. Now, now, we talked about the blood transfusion, all right? But we know that the subject matter of Acts 15 chapter was talking about circumcision. So now, since we're already here, yes. And we covered the fact that the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, was talking about circumcision. Since we're already in Moses' writing in the book of Genesis, we might as well kill two birds with one soul. Let's go to Genesis, the 17th chapter. We're going to pick it up in verse 1. Yeah, come on. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, yeah. and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, uh-huh. I am the Almighty God. walk yes. right before me. And be thou perfect. keep the commandments lead to perfection. Come on, black guys. And I will make my covenant between me and you. Uh-huh. And will multiply you exceedingly. Yes. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. time too, black guys. Go ahead. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, Uh but thy name shall be called Abraham. So now we got a name change because Ham means many. Come on, Blackheart. For a father of many nations have I made you. Now, verse 7. Watch this, Blackheart. Verse 7. Verse 7. I will establish my covenant, covenant between me and you. Uh huh. And your seed after you, and their generations, for an everlasting covenant. covenant. only until the Old Testament is done. Julius, I read the word everlasting covenant. What? That means that it's still on the books today. If it's just everlasting, uh-huh. to be a God unto you and to your seed after you. That's not Abraham's long gone, right? This is to today, brother Julius. Okay, where are we? I got it. Verse 8, uh-huh. and I will give you, give unto you, and to your seed after you, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all yes. the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And he gave it to Abraham, the land of Canaan, later, known, later became known as the land of Israel. Come on, black guy. And God said unto Abram, thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, uh-huh. you? You, you and your seed uh-huh. after you in their generation. Well, what is the covenant, black guy? This is my covenant. No, this might be my covenant. No, he said, this is my covenant. Then what is it? Which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Yes. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Wait a minute. You're talking about the circumcision of the mouth, No, the foreskin of the penis. Well, do you know? Really? Verse 11, yeah. and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, yeah. and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. See, of the covenant, God, now he's making a promise to Abraham, now he's ratifying the, the covenant by a token, which is the foreskin. Read us. Verse 12, yes. and he that is eight days old uh-huh. shall be circumcised among you, yes. every man, child in your generation, he that is born in the house or bought with money yes. of any stranger which is not of your seed. Wait a minute. And he that is, probably days old like person? Eight days. Must wear black eyes. Must be circumcised. Or be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. Let's look at somebody who came through Jesus' gener- uh, through generation, Hold this, black guy. We coming right back here. Let's go to Luke, the second chapter. Let's go to Luke, the second chapter, brothers and sisters, again. We don't just stay in the Old Testament. We've been in the book of Acts, the New Testament. We've been in the book of Leviticus, the Old Testament. Uh-huh. we right here in Genesis, and we're going back to the book of Luke. So you can't just have one half of the Bible, brothers and sisters, and call yourself a Bible-based Christian. You do Everything in the New Testament only verifies what's already written in the Old Testament, uh-huh. and there may be some things which are not um, which is misunderstood, and you got to go back to the Old Testament to clarify it. We're going to go to Luke 2. We're going to go to Luke, the second chapter. Luke, the second chapter, black guys. And we're going to pick this up at verse, uh, let's pick this up at verse 7. Luke Luke 2 and 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son Uh and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And laid him in the manger. Yes. Because there was no room for them in the end. Now, who is this baby, Brother Julian? Skip down to verse 11. Let the world read it, Skip down to verse 11. Let's yes. find out who this baby is. Luke 2 and 11. Yes. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Go ahead. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swallowing clothes lying in a manger. Uh-huh. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. Okay, Get down to verse 21, and let's get the answer to this. See, we're trying to show you some brothers that the Old Testament and the New Testament walk hand in hand because God do not change. Read it, guys. 21. Luke 2 and 21, and it reads, and when eight days were accomplished... Uh, how many days? Eight days. One law. Anything we just really know? Hey, this is the law of Moses. One law for all people. One faith for all people. One baptism for all people. One God for all people. Luke 2 and 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. His name was called what His name was called Jesus. And what happened? Which was... So named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Wait a minute. Skip down to verse 23 and go ahead. Verse 23. Yeah. As it is written. No, 22. We got to read this. 22. Let's yeah. go back up one. Luke 2 and 22. What's this? And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses according were accomplished, according to the law of Moses. Because well, according to the law of Moses, when a woman has a, a, a male child, she is unclean. For so, What's this? Uh, I think it's for uh, uh, 40 days, but when she has a female, she's unclean uh, for 80 days. So now, uh, 40 days have expired, and what what Read it again. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that... Openeth the womb, shall be called holy to the Lord. Ahead, and to offer sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord uh-huh. a pair of turtle doves, of two young pigeons, oh, because before Jesus came to kill the Passover, they were still under the animal sacrificial law. Mm-hmm. So we learning things on the way of learning things, sisters and brothers. Oh, by the way, for those people who are wondering where Brother Julius and Black Eyes got their uh, so-called religious educations, have you not known that we read the book? We stood in the council of the Almighty, which is His Word, sisters and brothers. But you have to be in a place where the Word of God is taught. We did not go to seminary school, spent a whole lot of money to learn these. All you have to do is pray to God and ask him for wisdom knowledge and understanding. He's going to send you to a place where the true word of God is being taught because he told you in Joel, the second chapter, and he told you in Acts, the second chapter, that in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon my young men and my young women and, the, and your old men and this your. That the big that was written. Like you gotta be careful of those who are taught at the cemetery. I mean the semin- seminary, whoa, brothers and whoa. sisters. Gotta be careful. Wow. Because again, one of the reasons why we're in the condition that we're in today, brothers and sisters, is because we've had half the truth. False teaching, and it's not coming on the street corners with all gangbangers. No, it's coming behind the pulpit in the church, and that's why the disciples, when they asked Jesus, Jesus, what would be the sign of your coming and the end of the world, in Matthew the twenty fourth chapter, and the first thing that Jesus told them was that take heed that no man deceive you. They you will come. Say. Behold, what many what many false prophets will come in my name. Yeah. It shall deceive many. See, sisters and brothers, we have been dumbed down and mistaught by false prophets so that when you hear the truth, the truth sounds like a lie. But we read everything on this show, and we give you the scripture so that you can read, sisters and brothers, whereby you can save yourself, so you can recognize these things. And brothers and sisters, you may not agree with everything that we're reading to oh, you. Awesome. And I can't even say same to you, but that we're reading to you. But at least start the research for yourself that maybe what I think or know to be the truth, yes, yeah, maybe isn't. Or maybe it's a part of it. Every lie has a little bit of the truth in it, brothers and sisters. That's what, hey. So we have to really, 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 brothers and sisters, study this word of God for ourselves and to check and see if I pass this. Are uh, on the right path. Check wow. to see if Mama and Grandmama who taught us these things from a child up. But black like, hey, you can't question God. you can't question God. I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning Pastor. If he's your spiritual leader, sisters and brothers, we are not here to bash anybody. What we're doing is what the Bible commands us to do, and that is to warn the people from God so that each individual can work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, sisters and brothers. Is there anyone on the line that have any questions? Real quick, we want to at least get one question in for somebody on the line. Press star 8 on your phone. If you have a biblical question, we'll entertain your biblical question because we want you to get involved. Arizona, we see you out there. Alaska, we see you out there. Alabama, we see you. Chicago, we see you. And all those who on the call, we see you. So if you have a biblical question, don't be shy. We can't see your face. We don't know who you are. You can remain anonymous if you don't want to say what your name is. But press star 8 on your phone right now. Mm-hmm. Ask your question. Allow us to answer it with what's written in this book. Let's see. Let's see. I think misconception. Did you say you had your hand
3: up? Hello.
2: Yes. Go ahead, my brother. Hey, what's happening? This has been real, fix. What's going on, everybody? Shalom. What's
0: up, Ben Real? How you doing, my brother?
2: I'm good. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, my brother. Okay. Well, I kind of got to preface the question with a statement. Um, like we're dealing with the law. Okay. Uh. From what I'm hearing, you're kind of dealing with how the law um, is extending into the New Testament in context. Um, A lot of times when people talk about law, they kind of leave out Genesis. Like, where did that come from if Moses came afterwards in Exodus? Um, That's because that's an earlier law. That uh, you know what I'm saying, goes back to kind of like those atomic cycles before man fell off. Um, it's called better sheep beginnings cycles. Oh, in that book, okay, in like the first chapter, the 29th verse. This is relative to the conversation about blood because I'm vegan, right? And from what I know, like you cannot entirely get blood out of flesh because of the um, the nature of blood vessels. Like you could never entirely remove it. Um, I know Muslims have the their halal um standard that they use to kind of press it out, but this when I first started reading scriptures, this had kind of said my guidelines, Genesis one twenty-nine. Um, and God said, Behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. And then uh, goes on to say, um, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creep upon the earth where there is life, I have given every green earth for meat, and it was so right. So the question revolves around like the contrast between that. Right. And when Noah, um, first kind of touched ground again. Right. And, okay. um, uh, he was like, uh, and God in Genesis nine and one, right? And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, and upon all that move upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb, has I given you, have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely, your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man and at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of y'all made he man. Uh, so, like, going from there to there, you understand what I'm saying? Like, is that the optimum thing for us to do since he's saying, like, these are the stipulations? Okay, you can eat that, but this is what's going to happen. Right,
0: absolutely, my brother, and let me, let me just say, man, I really appreciate the research that you did um, and that you are doing, and um, I just want to applaud you for that because many who attend church don't even go that deep, and I'm not knocking my Christian brothers and sisters, but these are things that are on the table that most of us are in violation of on a daily basis. I mean, with, with, you know, and my brother talked about first, he said he put every, um, every, every, every plantation pretty much. every of the field. Herb of the field for meat. That was the first thing that he did. There were three steps to this. Then he put animals on the table. That was the second thing that he did. Then the third thing that he did was to give you specific animals. In Leviticus, the 11th chapter, there were certain animals that you could eat versus other animals. When it comes to fish, the requirements for fish were having both fins and scales. So when you talk about those who are catfish eaters and for those who are lobster eaters and for those who are snail eaters and those things, those things don't have fins and scales. Read Leviticus 11 chapter on your own. But I just wanted to take you to the three different levels of it. First, it was only vegetation, Only. For for animal and man, for animal and man, until man sinned, and then God put meat on the table, and then later on, the the process he he divided a dietary law for man, and and just and just to kind of piggyback on what my brother was saying, remember, death in the beginning did not exist, or killing in the beginning did not exist. So what could you eat if you couldn't even kill an animal in the beginning? The only thing that you could eat is what grew out of the ground into man's sin. When man sinned, there was something that had to be killed. Therefore, man and woman, he made um, cloths to cover their loins, loin cloths. You got animal skins. Got animal skins for that. So the first thing. Uh, sacrifice was an animal in the garden. And again, God put meat on the table. Remove the blood from the meat. My, my brother made a good point is that it's almost virtually impossible to remove all the blood, but God knew that too when he put meat on the table. Yeah. And so drain the blood out, cook your meat, uh, um, well done. That's the way you get to, and I was going to say that to the brother about the veins and stuff. So you drain the blood out of it. Then you boil or you cook your meat well done. And even on the labels today, they would tell you that undercooked meats cause potential health problems. So you have to cook your food well done. The thing about it is the Lord commands you to cook your food well done so that you don't eat the blood. Mm -hmm. So once you cook the food their veins or whatever it is, you know, the, you're, you're essentially keeping the commandment of God and you're killing those blood passengers because they have no blood to thrive off ice. Right. And I just want to say to my brother, again, that's a good point, my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, let's keep this law of God as much as we possibly can. The, commandment. the commandments of God as much as we, as we possibly can. Find out what animals are permissible for us to eat, what fish are permissible for us to eat, what birds are permissible for us to eat, or fowls of the air. Read the book of Leviticus, the 11th chapter, gives you uh, uh, Deuteronomy 14 and Leviticus 11. It gives you a full scale of God's dietary law. That's number one, okay? Then number two, brothers and sisters, again, my brother mentioned that he was a vegan. Now, we're not going to knock that that's a good thing for those who can do it, but we cannot preach or teach on our Bible show that that's what you are supposed to do, because if we did that, brothers and sisters, we would be teaching a different doctrine from the doctrine that's written in this book, which gives um, permission for the consumption of animals that are listed in Leviticus the 11th chapter under the dietary law. Um, good question, my brother. Let's go to um, Arizona. Arizona, you're out there. State your name. You have a question.
3: Yes, uh, my name is James, my uh, brother James. And, and I was uh, I love that conversation that you all had before. Blessings to you all. Um, and I appreciate the, the, the liveliness and the truth of the word. Um, I also wanted to, to make a statement concerning that. Um, I also remember in the New Testament uh, uh, how Peter um, was uh, asleep on the roof of the house. And uh, as it, the Holy Spirit spoke to, spoke to Peter and told him to get up, kill, and eat. Uh, at this time, and he said, "No, I will not do it." And it's, this came to him three times, and and, and I'll i receive that as a matter of the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it, it, after the third time, he says, "Do not call anything unclean which I have deemed clean." So, uh, in essence, that these these creatures that God had created also have brought forth uh, the nutrients and the life for us to consume. Um, and however uh, that that may uh, apply to you, I, I, the one thing that I truly would uh, advise all people in, in my life uh, is to to follow the Holy Spirit. The, the leading of the Holy Spirit will truly lead you into what you are to consume and what not to consume, and that that's just my input on that. I, I appreciate you guys. I, I, I'm truly blessed in knowing that you all are uh, sharing and, and communing the Word of God to the people of God. Brother James,
0: we appreciate that, but we can't quite let you off the hook, Brother James, and this is in love now, my brother. Um, You mentioned Acts, the 10th chapter, which we commonly read on this show, and it does say all the things that you said it said about the spirit coming to Peter, telling him, rise, kill, and eat, and Peter said, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything um, common or unclean, mm-hmm. all those things are, are perfectly stated that you said, but there's one thing wrong with what you said, Brother James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not correct interpretation of what
1: happened, and
0: we want to read that. So please, James, turn your book to the book, book of Acts, the 10th chapter, and let's go over that real quick, you and us, and let's yes. get the under. Understanding real quick of what it was talking about this fowl of the air, this these unclean things that were shown to be the wild beast, these wild beasts. Let's find out what they actually were. So, if we start off with Acts, the 10th chapter, mm-hmm. and again, my brothers and sisters, we were taught this also as well. And we have to again go and do the same thing that we did in Acts, the 15th chapter, when we talked about the circumcision. Um, being the subject matter of that chapter, but somehow someone went in the middle of the chapter, took a couple of verses, and it became a different... It became, it became a whole doctrine. Uh, it became a different doctrine. Let's read this together, Brother James, and again, this is in love. It's not meant to put you in the spot or anything like that. Um, let's let's find out what the subject matter of this chapter is, Acts 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A Sertarian of the band called the Italian band. Well, he was a Gentile. A devout man and one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Yes. He saw a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day. Yes. An angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? Uh-huh. And he said unto him, thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Let's stop right there. We read nothing about animals right here so far. We, need, we read nothing about consumption of animals so far. The subject that we are establishing is about a man named Cornelius who's a Gentile who received a vision from an Um, uh, who received a vision and an angel was coming unto him to give him instructions as to what he was supposed to do. You agree with that so far? The first four verses. Okay. So to verse 5 now. Yes. Verse 5 says, and now send men unto Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Yes. He lodgeth with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell you what the what you ought ought to do now. One thing that we learn right here, brother James, is that God sent an angel to a Gentile,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he told this Gentile go find go find Peter. Now, what we learn right here is something on the way to learning something, of brother James. Why couldn't the angel just tell Peter what God's instruction was? Well. It's not the protocol of God to deal directly with any other nation. He deals directly with Israel, and then Israel has to deal with other nations. And Genesis, the so Israel is the intercessor between God and Gentiles or the other sons of Adam. So that's the, pro- that's the protocol. The father gives it to the son. The son gives it to an angel. An angel gives it to an Israelite, and an Israelite gives it to the other sons of Adam. I just want to stop and share that. So we're going to go to, verse uh, for the second time, we're going to skip down nine. verse 9. Yes. And on the next day, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up to the rooftop to pray about the sixth hour. Uh-huh. And he became very hungry. Now, this is what Brother James was talking about. And would have eaten, but while they were preparing their food, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open. And a certain vessel descended unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit, or scroll, Uh at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Now, again, Brother James spoke about these were the same animals in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, uh-huh. that God told his servants to command the children of Israel, don't eat these
3: things. Right.
0: But now he's coming to tell Peter, who's an Israelite, I want you to rise up, Peter. I want you to kill and eat the same things that in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, I told you not to eat. <laughs> Here's Peter's answer. Wait a minute, Blackface. Okay. Let me, let me, uh, let me uh, piggyback off of this. Verse 12 says, Wherein were all manner of four footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. I want you to keep that in your memory bank because we're going somewhere with this. What are we going to do? Verse 14. Uh But Peter said, Not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything. I'm not just now starting. I've never eaten anything Uh that is common or unclean. Now, Brother James, I want you to underline the words common or unclean. Because we get into something now. Alright, wait a minute. This is where wild beasts, for the animals, and creeping things. All of a sudden he going on to say, I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Come on, Blacker. Verse 15. Yes. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what well, God has cleansed that call not thou common. Now if we stopped right there, brother. We first. If we'll stop if if we stopped right there, it could be reasonable that we believe that this is talking about food. If we stopped right there. But we can't stop right there. We gotta move on to find out what this dream is actually talking about. Okay. Wait a minute, black eyes. If we stop right there, you could say what God is talking about. Animals, but he has cleaned up. Don't call unclean, cause some people will say just pray over. It. Mm-hmm. But the book don't teach that. Verse so now, if Cornelius, if the angel sent Cornelius to deal, uh, uh, said Peter to deal with Cornelius. Look what Peter's response is, and he said to give the man the answers. Watch this, huh? verse seventeen. Verse seventeen. Now, while uh, Peter doubted in himself. What this vision he had should mean, and I want you to underline the word doubted right there, Brother James.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: While he had doubted in himself the vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiries for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me Peter Peter don't know what the vision is? Not at this time, but At this time, he don't know. Uh, Brother James, he don't know. That's why I keep telling him, Peter said, what is the Lord trying to tell me about these? It, it's got to be more than just wild beasts and creeping things and all manner of four-footed beasts. It's got to be more than this. Peter's trying to figure this thing out. Skip down to verse 19. Verse 19, yes. while Peter thought on the vision, yeah, about the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek you. Yes. Arise, therefore, get thee down, and go with them. Uh-huh. There's that word again, doubting nothing. Go ahead. So here it is. At first he was doubting on this vision, yes. and now the Lord said, Don't doubt anything, for I have sent them. Yes. So now there's a switching right now, and we're going to find out what this switch actually means. Yes. Let's for the sake of time. Brother. We gotta read down and get the full gist of this. Verse 21. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius uh-huh. and said, Behold, I am whom you seek. You follow me. What is the cause wherefore you are come? What you need? And they said Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, a just man and one that fear of God. And one that feareth God and of good report among all the nations of Jews. He, painted, he, he did a lot of good things for the Jews. God's chosen people. Go ahead. Was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you to his house and to hear words from you. Now, here we go. Verse 25 for the sake of time. Verse 25 for the sake of time. Yes. And as Peter was coming in, uh-huh. talking about Cornelius' house, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. So yes. Peter took him up, saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. You're not supposed to worship no man. You only worship God. Peter right. understood that. Go ahead, Verse 27, and as he talked with them, he went in and found many that were coming together. Yes. Now, brother James, here's the answer to what this vision was actually talking about wasn't talking about God giving permission for man to eat anything that he wanted to eat Uh because what was unclean, he has made clean. This is the answer to that question. Verse 28. And he said unto them, talking about Cornelius Uh and all of his family, you know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew Uh to keep company or come unto one another, one of another nation. But God has shown me. That I should not call any man common or unclean. Not an animal. not see, God used the example of animals in the vision mm-hmm. Gentiles are always represented by animals. Russia is represented by a bear. America is represented by an eagle. Mm. China is represented by a dragon. Greece is represented by a leopard. London or England is represented by a lion. So, see, the the, the Caucasian Rome, according to the Bible, is recognized as a dreadful and terrible beast. So, Brother James, you know, the, the, the European, the Gentiles or Caucasians were always considered to be wild beasts because, number one, or unclean because they didn't circumcise. Remember?
3: Right, so, right, they were
0: if you if you read those, if you look at those movies back in the day they would call they to this people they would say you uncircumcised heathen <laughs> you know so by them being uncircumcised is what made them unclean and by, the, by their lifestyle made them to be considered wild beasts. So this particular verse, Brother James, is not talking about God giving permission for us to eat things that were unclean. What is it talking about? It's talking about men who were considered to be unclean before they came and accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior yes. and were baptized for the remission of their sins, not in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but in the name of Jesus. You got to say the name. But in the name of Jesus, this is what made them clean. This is how they became clean when once they were common or unclean. And this is why I ask you to highlight and write down the just man fearing God. So now, when any of one of another nation learn and turn and depart from their paganism and turn to the true and living God and serve the true and living God, he is no longer unclean in the eyes of God because God said my house should be a house of prayer for all people. That's that's, that's if they turn to him and serve him. Watch this, Black guys. Verse 34. Verse 34. Watch this. Now Peter understands the vision. Verse 34. Read it, Ice. Verse 34. And it reads... Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive I that God is no respecter of persons. So what I... But in every, nation, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Go ahead, Verse 36, The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, uh-huh. he is Lord of all. Go ahead. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea Uh and began from Galilee. Began from Galilee, After the baptism, which John preached. Wow. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. So now, my brother, the whole understanding of action the 10th chapter has nothing to do with food, literal food that we eat. It has something to doing, do doing with, with the Gentiles, clean themselves up, turn to serve the true living God. God is no respecter of persons. Just like he cleaned his own people up and accept them, he is not going to go against himself. He will turn and allow anybody that cleans themselves up, through the knowledge and teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ and the preaching of the gospel, they are accepted because He has no respect to a person. Because He said that my house shall be a house of prayer for all people. Amen. But all people got to turn to Him. So that is a wonderful question, and that is one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the Bible. And doctrines are built off of a misunderstanding. So we hope through the teaching of this uh, particular segment that your understanding and your eyes are not open so that you can rightly divide the rule of truth. Amen. Thank you, Thank you so much, Brother James. You Thank you, and, you and much. I
3: appreciate the enlightenment. I tell you, brothers, that it's a blessing.
0: Thank you so much, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude another edition of the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour. We pray that you were edified and that God was glorified, brothers and sisters, on this segment of our show. Again, we are living in the last days, brothers and sisters. Things are not going to get better. They are definitely going to get worse. And the only way that we can be comforted during this time, brothers and sisters, is to get wrapped up in his word. That's how you prepare for spiritual welfare because the war today is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness in high places. And how higher can you get? Gain your mind, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, and God bless you for listening to another edition of the Bible Radio Show, The Truth Hour. We leave you with our motto, and our motto is, if you cannot read it, then please, please do not believe it. Peace and blessings,
3: brothers and sisters, and good night.